Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks and remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to uh, Season 1, Episode 12 of the In Search Of series. Uh, We are at the halfway point here. I'm your host, Jason, from Parma, Ohio. Joining me, as always, from Guelph, Ontario, Mr. Oliver Rockside. Hello, group. And from uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. God, why can't I remember Halifax? Uh, We have Steve Cloutier. How's it going? Excellent. Oh, and I figured out why, because I know how to pronounce Steve's name now, so I had to lose another piece of information. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve will send you chicken chips and a Donair, uh, yeah. so you'll never forget <laughs> Halifax. <laughs> so we have a, okay, we have a science-based episode in between two really woo episodes right now. Because last week, as you remember, we talked about psychic detectives. And next week, we're going to learn ESP. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm skipping that class. (laughs) So, yeah, here we are. Um, Oh, and the week after, we have Nazi plunder. So just to let you know. But today's episode is A Call from Space. And before you get excited, this has nothing to do with the wow signal, because that came after this episode aired. But we'll get into that. So, um, yeah, it starts off, you know, we've been using radio telescopes to explore space for years. (laughs) You know, it's a very science-heavy episode. It's very, you know, it's about radio telescopes and finding signals from other planets. And, you know, the potential of other, you know, beings on other planets finding us. And I I have a problem in this episode, and I will get into that in a little while. So, uh, Oliver, what were your uh, impressions of this episode? Well, I have good news and I have bad news. Okay. Uh, This was my favorite so far episode. Excellent. It was fantastic. I was completely transfixed in the whole 22 minutes. This, to me, is what In Search Of should have been. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's the bad news. See that? I have absolutely no no notes whatsoever. (laughs) It is an absolute snark desert. Oh, man. (laughs) Because I know, because everything, I was fascinated by this episode. It was, um, I don't know about the wow factor, so I I purposely did not look it up because I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to to, to tell me about it. Um, But this episode was fantastic. Loved it. Loved Mm -hmm. every moment of it. Um. Steve, what were your impressions? Um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this episode too. It was uh, really interesting. I mean, there's a lot. There was some speculation in it. Oh yeah. But but you know, so, sort of scientific speculation. Mm-hmm. Right? Speculation that kind of made sense. It was a little bit out there. Like for example, one guy su- suggesting putting a- antenna on the on the dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that makes sense, right? You know, in a that... scientific sense at that time, that that kind of makes oh, yeah. sense. 
because he was saying what we're trying to do is we're trying to get rid of um, the interference mm-hmm. from Earth-based communications. Yeah, and, and, and from so the moon. Even though it was speculative, it made scientific sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I guarantee, I guarantee you um, that idea of putting the satellite, you know, putting the radio telescopes on the far side of the moon. Uh, I guarantee you that was a grant proposal. Yep. yep. <laughs> that was that was probably an actual NASA grant proposal. You could probably yep. find it out there somewhere. And did um, they do did they do an alternative to that by just putting satellites up in space and just point them in the in the other direction? Is that is was that the solution that they found to that, or was this idea scrapped completely? Um, well, they do have you know they they do have um, there have been satellites. Uh, there was the um, oh, which probe did they talk about? Um, oh, Voyager was it Voyager? Not, not Voyager. Oh, Pioneer. Pioneer, yeah. That was the one that was sent to uh, explore Jupiter, basically do a flyby of Jupiter, and now it's flying off into space, which, uh, yeah, I'm going to get a little ahead of myself here, but what, what is up with us sending, like, nudie pics out, out into the, <laughs> you, you know, out into interstellar space? I mean, come on, people. Jeez. Aliens are going to think we're all perverts. And it was, Char- uh, it was uh, Carl Sagan's idea. So yeah, I know. was he? <laughs> I joke, I joke. Billions um, and billions of women. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, you know, there are, um, you know, they said, because at this point, and, and this is what's really interesting, is at this time, we don't, there, there was no sign of any planets around any stars. We couldn't detect them. We didn't know that there were you know, we knew it was possible, but there was never any proof of that. And uh, thanks to the Hubble telescope, which has been able to spot large gas giant planets around, you know, that that orbit far from stars. And now with the Kepler telescope, uh, which can pretty much uh, detect Mars sized planets around large stars. You know, we've pretty much found hundreds, if not thousands of planets and potentially dozens of Earth-like planets, at least planets that are in the habitable zone around their respective star and about the same size as the Earth. So, you know, it, it's really, this is kind of a time capsule episode where where you're seeing you you could actually go back and see what we knew at that time and what we know now and and do a comparison absolutely so, I, that's one of the things that i found really fascinating about it is is that uh you know we know so much more now mm-hmm. um and because this was not filled with drivel you know it it's an accurate snapshot like a like finding something from 40 years ago in the dirt it it mm-hmm. it, it it really is uh, educational that way. The other thing about this episode is that the premise right from the get-go is is completely solid. I mean, we are not the only ones in 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 you know in the only living beings in the universe. Right. Everybody everybody with any kind of common sense knows that. Um, we're in a little corner of of the galaxy. Um, one of the things that uh, no one ever mentions in this show, and I'm not this is not a criticism. It's just it never comes up. Is the fact that all of these things may have actually found people or living beings somewhere 
mm-hmm. they're just not interested in us. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever takes that into consideration. Um, I, I actually, I wrote this down and, uh, it's simply the earth is an unremarkable planet, uh, orbiting an unremarkable star in an unremarkable part of an unremarkable galaxy. Yeah. You know, if, if there's any other intelligent beings in the universe or even in the galaxy, chances are they have no idea we exist. Or if they do, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's that Calvin and Hobbes thing where Calvin says says to Hobbes, the surest sign that there's intelligent life in the universe is that none of us tried to contact us. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they go in. I I had to write this down. You know the um. The, the cosmic microwave background radiation was discovered in 1964. Um, they, kind, they kind of alluded to it as coming from the center of the galaxy. It was actually coming, it's actually coming from all around us. Um, the, the cosmic microwave background is essentially the, um, it's the leftover signal from the Big Bang when the universe was formed. Isn't it radiation, just a form of radiation? Yeah. 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 And it makes, uh, well, through an audio, through a radio telescope or, um, I can't remember the, the, the name of the, the scope that they use, but it basically makes it like a static noise. Um, right. if you take an old analog TV and turn it on, apparently like less than just under 1% of the static on the screen is part of the 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 CMBR, ah, so yeah, it's just one of those fascinating things. See, you learn. You, everybody learns something from this show. Oh yeah, um, and of course, you know they bring up SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, which was founded by Carl Sagan and Frank Drake, mm-hmm. and uh, you might have heard of the Drake equation, which is basically. A theoretical equation used to measure the odds for uh, life in the universe, and it, it's a long and kind of it, it's a theoretical equation. I, you know, it's nothing really, you know, solid, yeah. but it, it it tells you that you know there's a pretty decent chance that there's life elsewhere. Yeah, it's not E M equals M C squared, Mm-mm, but no. no. So. so tell me about the wow signal. Okay. So we don't get into this in the episode, but because the, the original air date of the episode, and I don't know if we have ever gone into this. There, there is no definitive air dates because it was a syndicated show. So it was, you know, it showed up at different times on different stations all over the country. But the original air date is listed as May 28, 1977. And the wow signal, which many people do know, uh, was discovered on August 15, 1977. So it was like two and a half months later. Mm. So the wow signal was a seemingly intelligent signal that was received at the Big Ear Observatory. The Big Ear is the, uh, the, the colloquial term for it at Ohio State University. 
and it was a like a seemingly intelligible signal, which is what SETI is looking for. And the reason it got the name the Wow Signal is because the engineer that was working on it uh, tore the the uh, tractor feed paper off the printer, circled the uh, the signal and the the portion of the signal in question, and just wrote the word Wow with an exclamation point after it. So it 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 seemed to, you know, it looked to many people to be you know an actual intelligible signal. But earlier this year, uh, it was determined that it was, uh, what, what did you say it was, Steve? Uh, comets. Yes. Uh, the, there, there are two comets, um, and the comets are surrounded by hydrogen. Mm-hmm. And hydrogen naturally gives off a radio signal. And so they, they replicated the signal when those comets were there. And I, the speculation is, I, I believe that because there are two comets, it increased the signal that hmm. allowed us to hear it. But uh-huh. but even at, the time, even at the time, the engineer who who um, first discovered it didn't actually think it was aliens. No. He actually he actually thought um, that it was a, a an earthbound radio signal that was bouncing off of something, like, hmm. like bouncing off of something reflective. And then somebody else said, no, it, 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 it seems like it's coming from outer space. So then he accepted that it was perhaps extraterrestrial in the sense that it wasn't an earthbound thing, not extraterrestrial in the sense of aliens. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. That's that, that, yeah. Now, so. now in, in the pre-posted mid-show, if I may <laughs> use that term, um, <laughs> you guys were talking about Contact, which was written by Carl Sagan. Yes. Now, if I remember the movie correctly, and this may be true with Pioneer, did we send out math? Is that what we, is that kind of was our way of communicating? Mm-hmm. So yes. that, that is actual truth. That's the truth is that they yes. use, they use math on Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you said contact was a detriment to this idea. Well, I, I feel like, you know, to, to those of us who are, you know, living, breathing, thinking people, we realize that, you know, it's fiction. It's, it's, you know, one of many, you know, infinite possibilities of, you know, what that signal was, Mm -hmm. but to a lot of other people, they, they would have taken it as, Oh, look, this scientist, Carl Sagan wrote this book, you know, that, that says that that signal was from aliens. So it must've been from aliens. And, you know, so you do it, you know, a right. lot of people jump to a lot of conclusions. It's you know pretty much the only way they get exercise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and um, the the thing, and I have this written down because you know that we put the uh, you know we we put the these plaques on our um, you know, our satellites and stuff and our space probes and everything. So that when they go out into interstellar space, you know, there perhaps some being will find it one day. Well, chances are no. (laughs) Chances are no one, even if, even if the universe is teeming with life, there is even if the galaxy is teeming with life there is a very 
remote, uh, almost non-existent chance that our probe will ever be found by anyone. Because first of all, like the Voyager probes, uh, once they go dark, you know, once they go completely dead, they're just free floating and they're just another, you know, piece of space junk just flying out in space. You know, it might hit something. It may never hit anything. It may disintegrate before it ever gets to another, uh, any, any other body in the universe. It may become V'ger. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So what you're, uh, what you're saying is Pioneer now, it's past Pluto, because mm-hmm. it, it left the solar system in 1984, correct? Apparently, uh, yes. Yeah, it's hard to say. It, it, that's another one of those things. It's very hard to say when it, you know, actually left the universe or the galaxy. Right. Uh, yeah, right. the solar system. Right. When are we bringing up dolphins, Jason? <laughs> actually, I found that fascinating. Did you? Yeah. Um, the the idea of, you know, because dolphins, we know that dolphins communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And yes, this is, this is uh, you know, another part, which it I don't know. This kind of felt like... A separate episode. Yes, that's like what they I got ran. The they too. ran out of. They ran out of things to say, so they went to dolphin studies. And I, you know, we know that dolphins communicate with each other. And the idea is trying to interpret what they're saying, trying to translate it, in order to figure out how could we communicate with them. You know, in a way that's meaningful to where they'll be able to communicate back to us. And I, and I found that fascinating because I think that does play into the previous topic, you know, because what do you what do you say to aliens? <laughs> yeah, well, apparently you talk to Matt, talk to, talk to them about math. <laughs> I mean, that's apparently what it is. This would be my only micro complaint of mm-hmm. the episode. And it's very, very small. Is that, especially at this particular time, is that the the always the go to aliens on our own planet are marine life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know it's a it's a very old trope. And when the dolphins showed, I'm like, oh, go, don't go there. <laughs> I mean, it was very it was very restrained, mm-hmm. but it was it was this typical thing of very 70s, very 80s about, you know, that dolphins are really aliens who live on the planet because, you know, God knows what they're thinking, stuff like that. Um, I think we pretty much dispelled that, have we not? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So, so long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. <laughs> Good pull. Triggers, Triggers Guide to the Galaxy, if people don't know. Right? Good pull. That's what they're saying to us. That was the, mm. the final communication before the dolphins left. <laughs> So long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> so, they then there. My only note here is says it always comes back to doomsday because they're so, somehow communic. You know, sending a signal out into space will lead to you know violent aliens coming to kill us all. And, I mean, let's face it. I mean, if anybody should know about this, it would be Nimoy, that there's Vulcans. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's all about logic. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right, Jason, is that, yeah. you know, any, any alien is a bad alien. <laughs> and, okay, so I found this really fascinating at the end. 
because they talk about the big ear telescope. And this was the, the this is the telescope that was at uh, I think it's I think it's been dis, disbanded now. Um, but this was the telescope that was built to look for extraterrestrial signals. And it's also the telescope, as if it were foreshadowing, that found the famous wow signal. Mm, right. So it's like, wow, did, did you guys, like, plan this? <laughs> uh, so. Can I make it, can I, can I do another divergent little note here? You may. Um, if you're a big fan of James Bond, uh, and uh, I am, um, uh, one of my favorite all-time movies is Goldeneye of the James Bond uh, franchise. And uh, the fight that takes place at the end of Goldeneye Mm-hmm. Is actually in the dish of the of the one that they show in Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, Arecibo. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So just a little trivia note there. That's also, um, w- of course, one of the episodes of the X Files takes place there. Oh, does it? Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, okay. I, oh wait, I I think uh, I think it's in the movie Fight the Future. Um, oh, the, okay. The first movie. That's the B one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. That was the one uh, between, I think, season three and season four, if I'm right. Oh, okay. I gave uh, up on the X Files after season two. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, somebody will correct me on that. I know it. Um, Page yeah, Arecibo's Ar- yeah. Ar- 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 been. Arecibo is a very famous telescope that everyone wants to, uh, you know, everyone wants to uh, uh, like film there. So. Oh, yeah. It shows up in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that is a radio telescope. Um, I mean, the the thing is, and a lot of people say, well, you know, our our television and radio signals are going out into space, and well, yes and no. Um, the thing is, most radio signals are way too weak to actually make it. They're low amplitude and um they're way too short a wavelength to really make any you know any any long journey out into space without getting destroyed you mean the dancing with the stars is not penetrating the atmosphere no and sorry future sorry futurama fans ally mcbeal isn't uh isn't isn't out in space either oliver sad (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry it wasn't ellie mcbeal it was jenny mcneil jenny um, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely different show yeah single female lawyer yeah. um that's a uh futurama uh reference everyone uh unfortunately it's no longer on netflix so sorry only the only the last seasons but um yeah did we uh Anything else to say on this episode? Well, I, I have have one, and it's and it's kind of like uh, like Oliver. It's, it's kind of on topic, but a little bit off. You, and go and ahead. Um, it, it it kind of relates back to my um, the reason why my Twitter handle is Doc Pinko, Uh-oh. being being on the left wing, shall we say, politically. <laughs> uh, I had this one comment when they were talking about uh, Carol Jansky. Mm-hmm. And, and he he was the bell the bell um, engineer who uh, first just found, heard what what became sort of the the background noise mm-hmm. stuff 
right? And he originally wanted to set up a dish antenna to study this more, which mm-hmm. is which is why it's the reason why it took longer to discover what the truth of it is because he wanted to put up a dish antenna, but Bell wouldn't let him because hmm. they said that it would uh, interfere with their transatlantic communication system. Oh. And, and and in my notes, I just said capitalism doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to interfere with our money, man. It's going to interfere hmm. with our money. Don't do scientific research because it's going to interfere with you know our yeah. stuff. There, there's a really funny story on the uh, well on the Bell the Bell Labs guys um, when they were first when they first set up the telescope to you know to find this well they were I forgot what they were looking for they were looking for um, oh they were they were actually I believe they were looking for the like the signals from the Big Bang and they 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 got the they got the telescope all ready to go they got everything and they realize that they're they're getting this this hum that they can't explain so and they assumed it was pigeon droppings in the instrument <laughs> so they so they cleaned the whole thing out to eliminate that and they checked again and the hum was still there and they realized they didn't have to focus anywhere. They didn't have to point anywhere. That the hum that they were getting was the cosmic, the cosmic microwave background. And it was just, no matter where they pointed it, they heard this hum. It was like, okay, so it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, with uh, the WMAP satellite, uh, the famous... Uh, like like that colorful image that well, I'll I'll post a link to it, but it's the uh, it, it's the image of the uh, the 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 background radiation, right. and it's just a really cool image. Anyway, anyone have anyone have any other thoughts on this episode? Best so far, absolutely. I agree. I don't I know. Love- you don't think you don't think next week's episode is going to be. Uh, you know, a, a contender. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I can guarantee you, I'm going to have notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Amelia Earhart or Dracula, which are also coming up? Okay, Amelia Earhart, I'm all over that. That's one of my little. That's one of my little exp- areas of expertise. I'm all over that one. Oh, I've, excellent! I've, I've taught Dracula. Oh, cool. The novel, not the person. But... Uh, the Easter Island Massacre is coming up. Ghosts. Oh God. <laughs> Life after death. Oh God. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a you know it sounds like a double feature to me. Yeah, um, really. Let's see, and then uh, yeah, on December twenty eighth, we have our first special coming up in search of ancient aliens, and then we oh, finish off with the last. Early. Yes, and then we finish off with the last five episodes, which are. The Loch Ness Monster, UFOs of Voodoo, Inca Treasures, and the Magic of Stonehenge. And remember, if you have any questions or comments on any episode, send them to us uh, either on Twitter at IlluminatiPod or uh, send me an email, uh, aliencg at gmail.com. And uh, let me know. 
Um, let me know what your questions or comments are. And, uh, you know, if you have any corrections for us, if we made any mistake, because, you know, there might have been something actually accurate in one of these episodes. Um, yeah, well, uh, well, we're saving them all up for a season one wrap up episode. And that will be coming to you on February 8th of 20 of 2018, by the way. So. Anyway, Oliver. Tell people where they can find you on the internet. Well, if you're an alien, you can contact me at uh, Oliver, uh, Oliver Oxide on Twitter. Um, <clears throat> I promise not to judge. Uh, and uh, if you uh, like uh, the uh, old series Law & Order, you can uh, find my new podcast with my, part, with my uh, co-host uh, Aaron White at the27thprecinct.com. Excellent. And I'm sure the aliens are enjoying uh, brand new episodes of Law and Order because, you know, they're just reaching them now. Yeah, this is a good point. Yes. Uh, Steve, tell people where they can find you. Well, if you're psychic, you already know how to find me. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to last week. <laughs> but if you don't, you can find me on Twitter at DocPinko, D-O-C-P-I-N-K-O. Excellent. Uh, you can find me at Alien CG on Twitter and um, the aforementioned uh, Illuminati Pod on Twitter. Uh, you could find um, you can find the the podcast itself at aliencg.com/isc. And remember, send us questions, comments. Um, I don't know if I want to say hate mail or anything like that because you know we're we're friendly here. We're cool. Send it to me. I love hate mail. <laughs> okay. Yeah, send it to okay. Oliver. <laughs> and I may correct your grammar, but other than that. <laughs> uh, so, are there aliens out there? Yeah, probably. Do they know we're here? They don't care. Have a good week, everyone. Doodles, kids. See ya. <laughs>